Pushing through the obvious and aligning creativity with the limitations and needs of a client is one of the main talents of producers. In many ways, this combination pours innovation into the project, changing the way the team deals with the similar challenges in the future. Welcome to Beyond Deadlines, a space where we navigate through the wonders and challenges of working as a producer in the creative industry. I'm Ruby Valls, your host in today's chat about the aspects of producing innovation. Today with me are Michal and Camila, a skilled duo of director and producer working together at Juiced, a studio based in Poland. So I'm Camila and I'm currently working as a VFX producer at Juiced Studio. But in general, I prefer like I think of myself like of, of like of a sort of a problem solver professional problem solver uh, it doesn't matter if it's VFX or other production it's it's always about troubleshooting so yes this is my current position and I work at the studio with Michal yeah and I'm the director of juice slash art director creative director so yeah more likely problem-solving guy, but in a different matter than production side of, of the job, which is better for the production, for sure. Always direction for me is producing. Like if you, for me, if you're a good director, you're thinking of all the areas, you know? It's a nightmare, but yeah, you're right. It's a, it's a pretty complex. We have to define what kind, what, what director means, honestly, because you can define that by many layers. And to me, like directing, especially the forms like we were be talking is mostly except like a creative vision is also connecting the dots and make the ball rolling and keep the ball rolling all the time. So it's probably there is not much difference in between directing and producing at some point to me. Uh, I'm also due to my because before because I've I've been working at Juice for 17 years. I was one of the first employee back in the days we were starting this. There was like only three of us or four of us. And literally back in the days, we were like doing everything. So we were like kind of one person, uh, one army person. So yeah, I have like experience doing the producing things as well. But nowadays it's better to for me to not uh, not do this anymore. Camila couldn't say it because I'm always promising something which is not good for the budget. Uh, <laughs> and then there is a problem. Like a good director. <laughs> always flying oh yeah. when there's no money and uh, Camila how long have you been working at Juice? Uh, I'm for two years at Juice for the moment so uh, previously I used to work in television mostly or as a freelancer in production management so I faced many different issues situations experiences and not, not much scares me <laughs> So I think that yeah. it's helpful in our <laughs> current projects and, and what we have in our plate now. I think that many of us have different skills, like producing in general is similar, but some, for example, have experience in programming and some IT stuff. Uh, others are more experienced in feature films. And for example, in this project, I, I, I'm used to working with um, sets and production, pro producing shoots, production on set. So it was helpful to, to have this insight and some, some experience to be in charge. Nice, because I believe what you're referring to is a project 
you guys um, created that it's a mix of 3D and live action, right? There's yeah, a project that's true. It's mixed media. And you can you tell us like how this was thought and how it was produced? And if you have any fun to tell, any problems, <laughs> everything. Uh, it all started with the blank page and the script. And then, because, you know, I mean, the, the idea to uh, bring live action into the table was mostly because of the two things. I really wanted to make it happen. And the other one was to be more efficient because we already got the job. We have to produce, let's say, some amount of content and there is like a deadline which we cannot postpone due to the game premiere so uh live action part is some kind of time buying into the whole edit it's easier to organize the shoot uh put the real character and then work on this footage uh in kind of vfx area and then reduce the full cgi part as well which uh, does not affect the quality both this way i mean we will we will because if you do have like we, we are having i don't know six months to make it work uh to produce the whole music video and also uh, credit titles so it was just the most efficient way to to cover five minute long song uh reducing the full cgi by adding live action from the creative point of view it was something very challenging because we uh I, i did try to find a reference for it and i couldn't due to the fact that there are not so many productions that they're including live action that brings character from game alive. And I'm not talking about things like uh, The Last of Us, when you no. do have a casting and you already cast someone who has different personality. You have to bring someone who looked like the character from the game exactly the same, in the same way. So we were like involved many technique uh, to make it happen. Uh, and that was challenging. And honestly, we, I mean, I told this in front of the client and uh, because of the whole trust, they was they were super excited and they were like, the moment I told them that, that was the moment which we didn't know how to make it work yet. So let me put it this way. And it was pretty challenging. I remember the Camila's face once uh-huh. I was, you know, I told them that, yeah, let's shoot it. You're going to shoot it. And we were like, yeah, let's shoot it. It's going to be easy. And we literally still trying to figure out how to make it work. But uh, I, I really believe that this is the only way to keep the quality that we were promised. And due to the long relationship with them, we we have like a lot of trust. Uh, so they were like, okay, if you feel that it's okay and it's not going to kill the budget. I said, yes, of course, not going to kill the budget, which that wasn't true. But basically, it was a good for the quality. Camila, what was like your side? <laughs> yeah, like I'm, I totally agree with this point of view, and um, I think that even though we had very short time to to do this live action part and deliver it, it was still better than using full CG all along because um, for me it's more relatable for a viewer who doesn't play games, and this live action part is used only in music video, which is addressed to other people than gamers only. It was great fun, and it was such a amazing moment when we saw the actress for the first time dressed up like a um, game character. And we saw her and client saw her too at the same moment. And it was magical, really. For the first time. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) because it was such hard work to bring her to life. So um, because not such a person lives 
there was no actress who was playing her. It's totally pretty uh, model. And seeing her for the first time on the shooting day was magical. And I think that client was very excited too and proud. And that surprised. Looks so, <laughs> she yeah. looks so good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hair was in the, the one department, the face was in the different department and the wardrobe in, the, in another one. So we just like, we were super curious. Well, obviously you, you film things during, I can imagine, while she was getting changed and then only with her, how much, like four hours? Or no? It was in total, the shooting day, it's 11 hours, right? So we were like, we are having, I think, eight for shooting. And then we just like uh, some, plus plus that's another six for the preparation. So in total, it was more than 11. Mm -hmm. Yeah, more or less. No, but still less than a day. That's right. It won't work another way because this kind of makeup uh, tends to... um, it can fall off, it mm. can melt because yeah. the, of the heat of the lamps on set. So, yeah. and when she's moving, it's very probable that something's gonna be broken uh, because we have shots where she's lying, where she's uh, falling down and we need to plan everything very precisely so that we know that, okay, last shots are where she's falling down so that it's possible something's gonna be broken and afterwards and we can, we won't have another chance. Like it's th- these are the last shots. We need to finish uh, work after. So mm-hmm. yeah, it didn't give us a lot of space for improvisation and like thinking. We need to be really well prepared. No, this is I... how it works in the live action, and that's how I feel. At some point, it's uh, way more efficient than the just full CGI jobs because. You don't need, you don't have time to make any mistake because any other day costs you a lot. Uh, It's not the way that you can go back and see, yeah, we're going to see. This is how my experience about the full CGI is like, you can, you are struggling from day one till the very end and you can get like comments about the camera, but two days before delivery, which is uncontrollable. And that's why many companies are struggling with the budgets. And that's why it's challenging to work on the full CGI projects all the time. Because you cannot do the ballpark. Sometimes you just cannot control it in a way that you want, which yeah, or, is risky. Or sometimes you have clients that don't understand what animation is or CGI, and they start asking mm. for changes that is like oh, like they are for free. That's the main yeah. problem. They think that everything will change because I imagine this in a different way. That's your fault. You don't. You didn't put it in a way that I understand it correctly, uh, yeah. which is not true. Uh, but yeah, that's why we are trying to incorporate live action. I am trying to incorporate live action as much as possible because I really like my life and I really want to make my life easier in a way. And and have you guys like always wanted to work this way with a live action? Like it's something you, you said, oh, like I've always wanted to have this in my life. Or was there one point of your life you're like, no, I don't want to do any more live action. Hmm. I I think it's a um, kind of life love hate relationship sometimes because once you are in production stage and when you are shooting and taking the shots and checking what's working well and what's not working that well afterwards uh, it can be a really tough relation but later on I always go back to this because I, I really I like 
like this magic we put into the shots and into the real world that was shot in camera. So that's how VFX started. And that's why I'm not that up for doing everything in computer because we have a lot of things we can combine with computer graphics. So why not to use them if it's possible? Mm -hmm. That's true. A lot of hydration. It's like a, it's like a drug. You know, you don't want to stop once you are doing this, but there are some moments when you really think it will be the last one and it's never the last one. Uh, from my point of view, I mean, uh, yeah, it's a really tough question. I mean, I, I think we should go up, layer up with this and discuss the thing which, why are all making movies? What's the reason to work on the movies? Because the, the bottom line is that no matter how and no matter what the approach is, what do you want to achieve? What do you want to sell? What do you want to tell? And if you, the live action is going to fit, let's use live action. If it's not going to fit, let's use CGI. It depends on the approach uh, to me. So I'm not super, I mean, I love being on the set, but also it requires a lot of sacrifice uh, from your private life. Because yeah. uh, we are talking about one shooting day, which is okay. But if you are talking about, let's say, 45 days, you need to spend three, four, five months away from home, which... Yeah is okay but sometimes it's not and it depends on the if this is worth it or not it's just it's super tough question uh yeah. there's like every single project is different and, and every single approach is uh should be uh, adjusted to first what you want to tell what you want to sell what's the vision that's why i can say it like live action is the easiest way to get the real emotion but also there are so, some things that there are uh, sometimes in the movie it's better to not define that uh, I mean, by, by, by saying that, what's, what gives you the full CGI, say? Gives you the chance to produce something which that does not exist. So you will have a chance to create a world that does not exist. And it's only in your imagination. And you can put it on the paper and you can sell it in a completely different way. I don't know how you've probably seen it, this, the, the Inside Out or the Soul uh, feature films that they were produced by, by Pixar. They were just fucking amazing. And uh, honestly, they, they, they transmit such an important matter in a, such a simple way. Uh, which is not possible in the live action. So exactly. it all depends from my point of view. Yeah, I agree. And as you said, like also personal, because maybe at a certain point of your life, you decide and say, oh, I like, I have the energy, I have the time, everything oh. to go to do live action. Or lots of people yeah. after the pandemic also, you know, like entered this world, they have no idea about animation or CGI, or they heard it as a rumor. And now they're like, okay, I never want to leave my room, my office. <laughs> I never want to go back to live action. But I agree. For me, there are two whole different worlds that you sort of can't compare, but you can. Um, but I do feel that live action obviously has a different energy than when you're remote sitting at home and doing different things because you're there you're in one day and everybody has like the same mindset for those couple of hours and when you're doing cgi and everything obviously you have a schedule and everything but you know it's not linear and then uh when you're doing a live set it is like you say okay we have to finish this in these days because if not like we don't have another chance yeah. in CGI animation, we do. And um, about your favorite projects that you have done together or apart, would you say this one was your favorite or are others like your number one? 
Michal, you first. I'm not going to answer for yeah, first. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, honestly, I've been waiting for the call from them for almost 10 years. Because uh, uh, remember that they were like the relation between Jews, the relation that they have, and my private relation with many people that they were working on CD Project Red is that we know each other for a while. It's just this is like one kind of uh, society. Uh, so I remember when they were like, they were starting working on the cyberpunk, and it was literally 10 years ago or even more. So, and my dream was to work on the ending titles and, uh, from, for a while, I was the, the designer, I mean, emotion designer back then. So to me, it was something which was like Jim Country when they called me. I could put all my skills into one project, which is live action, and then the design-driven uh, ending titles. So honestly, when we can, like, together, separately, the cyberpunk is one of the best ones uh, from my personal experience. It cost me a lot, and my wife could confirm that, uh, that we've been, like, literally uh, in hell. Uh, many times, but it was worth it. That's good. It was worth it. But I could, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> and how about you, Camila? Yeah, I think that um, in my situation, it's a bit different because I am working in VFX for much shorter period than Michal. So I don't have that many projects that, and they are very, very different from each other. But this one uh, at the moment is totally my favorite because as Michal said, I could combine uh, all my skills that I gathered all along the way. So this um, VFX production and on-set production and preparing the shooting and um having both animated parts and uh, parts that were shot with the, the actress. So it was satisfying on, on both ends. And even though it was really tough project because of the timing, because of the amount of work, uh, I really appreciate it. And I'm really glad I could, um, could be a part of it. So yeah, totally. Yeah. When you see the final render, it's like, oh my God, I can't believe we did this. Like 20th version of final render. <laughs> That's true. B20. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And how would you say between the both of you, how do you balance your work together? Because, I mean, for me, production is also creative. Like I've always said that for me, production is not um, technical, you know, like it's creative because all the time you're solving things. But I guess even though you both have a vision and knowledge of production, Camila, you have to say to the director, say, no, like we're not going to film this next shot in the live action because we're not going to get the deadline. Like, do you guys have those yeah. kind of issues or... Like, how do you manage? Yeah, we had exactly yeah. this situation on set. <laughs> <laughs> but this shot was shot finally, just in very, very uh, short time, because we didn't have much more time to spend. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Besides that one, you know, like, just a good cooperation overall. It depends. I mean, it's uh, what's good about us and the Jews itself is that even though we do have some fight inside, we always fight against uh, like either client agency as a one army. So it's not, uh, it's a very powerful and uh, building up thing to have a support uh, from each other. Either someone screw up, which we did many times. Uh, Camila did, there was like supervisor, there was like, we, this is just like a part of the process. 
but the support in between is important to never give up at just standing still. Nice. You're a team. <laughs> yeah, I think that the most important part in any production is like not to panic. And if you start to panic, like to vent off and then go back to, to the problem because it's really easy to start panicking in certain situations, but all in all, it's it work and it's a project like mm. no one's dying. So um, we need to take a breath and get back and sometimes to split the tasks like Michal knew many people from clients team so he could handle some some issues. At the same time, I could handle other issues because I had time for that and it was important to take something off from Michal's plate. So we just naturally divided all these things between us so that no one is yeah. totally overwhelmed, even though Michal was overwhelmed at the end because we were doing this artistic part too. Sometimes for me, it was yeah. just only keeping my fingers crossed and like only red flagging if something is really getting off, but it's a process and we need to trust it at some, at some point. Well said. Yeah. <laughs> and and what about the technical difficulties between the mixed media? I don't know how you guys do it, but I, I couldn't imagine. I don't know. You have a storyboard and you write down what's going to be um, live action, what's going to be CGI. But were there shots that you say, okay, this shot has to uh, cut or not cut, but you know, go to the next shot, which has to look exactly the same, or was it always different? I don't know. Like I could imagine there was lots of technical difficulties, even for CGI, because it's... I've sets that you go and you have you need the comp supervisor to be there to I don't know put the truckers in. Yeah, yeah put the exactly, and and if they're not there, that. All the production team and the director will do whatever they want. And so, I mean, the good thing is that you guys are in the same place and the same studio. But yeah, tell me a little bit about that. The usual, I mean, typical live action part is about to have a storyboard and plan every single shot before. We call it PPM, right? So there is a pre-production meeting when you're going through the whole storyboard and explaining what will be in the shot and how the shot will be real. I mean, how are we going to execute it, right? Uh, and then, yeah, there are some projects where the director, without the supervisor, making whatever he wants or she wants. But in that matter, it won't possible because if I'm going to really shoot something which was out of the brief or out of the scope that we agreed, I probably have to handle this shot by myself. So that was really challenging, and I really didn't want to, to, to do this. Uh, due to the fact that we are very tied into the timing and we were shooting this one and a half month before the final delivery. So we didn't have enough time to basically screw it up. We were like really advanced into the process to of making the full CGI part, which was the part of the credit titles. Uh, and then, yeah, it's just, uh, uh, except of course, I mean, what... What makes the live action part easier to execute is that, as you as you mentioned, there were like group of people that they were focused only on that day for for like let's say a week before, and there was like everything was checking like like the producers checking this many times the wardrobe, the set, the approach, the post, the director if his vision is right. I have to tell about my vision many times like literally many times, almost every day to everybody. Everybody knows what to do. 
uh, and it's super, super, super uh, efficient. Uh, that's why there is like no time to freestyle on the set. I mean, there is a time to freestyle, but the time if the if times allow, if time allows to to make it work. Let's say we we shot everything we it was on the short list, and then we do have some time to basically play around. So that's the only moment when we are not or we are yeah. That, that's the only moment when we can yeah. Let's say freestyle a bit. That's why I like live action. That's I, I don't know. If there is like anything from my side, I can tell, especially for that man. There was like, a, of course, this, of course, we have to. I mean, I'm from my point of view, it's easier to execute live action part, including heavy CGI, due to the fact that I was and I still I am the part of the post production team. So I really know how to execute. I don't need to have a supervisor on set. I can supervise it by myself, yeah. which is uh, which is also a good thing because I know how to approach the things that they are not that obvious for the other directors. Because uh, they are not experienced in the VFX that much, which yeah makes us in trouble many times as a company. That's oh. the moment when if there is like no supervisor on the set. Uh, yeah, sometimes directors shoot something which was completely different than we agreed, and that's a mess. That, yeah, but I mean, now that you're saying that, both of you, it's like that's a yeah, it's a positive thing. I think it as a positive that both of you know you know you're in the same boat, but yeah. I, I can imagine since both of you know, you're like, oh, but you guys know, like, why do we have to bring somebody else or something like that? Um, why did you decide to start first the CGI and then film? Because we didn't have any yeah. other option, in fact, uh, okay. like because of the business side of, of the client. Because, okay. yeah, uh, full CG part was meant to be used ending titles for the game. So game release date was fixed, and uh, the song that is a bass um, is six uh, minutes long, and it could only in the game it could only uh, include CG parts, not no no live action because it won't match the overall look of the game. So we needed to deliver this part first, and then extend uh, like the edit with live action shots so it works properly with just music video for this song alone to understand because normally not normally but at least i have seen that lots of times when it's mixed media we i have normally got like the live action and then we do the cgi and animation in my experience but not that it has to be like this right <laughs> Because in motion graphic, I mean, in mock-up, motion capture, obviously first you film and then you animate. But yeah, nice. And since we don't have that much time, would you guys want to, I don't know, tell us any fun fact about you guys or use or something you want to share? <laughs> uh, so, I mean, it's nice to work on that. I know. I, I love it. It, it's a passion. If, you, if this, this work is a passion, that's fine. If you are working to make the money only, then it's just like you can focus on something less creative. That's gonna your your life will be way easier. Still, it's gonna get money. You're gonna get paid. Just like the question is that do you really want to spend I don't know eighteen or sixteen hours per day to work on something which is more challenging? It's not worth it if it's not your passion. At some point, that's perfect. I, I think that, like, my conclusion after this project and like this kind of productions in general was that 
uh, creativity, passion, etc. It's very important, but at the same time, it's really important just to communicate. Like in very basic human thing is communicating, and we need to proceed with that. Like if you feel frustrated because of something, it's good to communicate, not to like get angry with everyone around. And of course, you can get angry because sometimes it just happens. But uh, most of the issues with clients, with production, with artists uh, come from just not communicating enough. Uh, and the issues, feelings too, feelings are important as like in general, because we get tired, we get frustrated, or we get happy, or we need some time off. And uh, I think that was my conclusion, because we spent a lot of time together with the team on this project, only remotely, because we don't work in one office. And uh, still, it was really important to sometimes like stop and ask, okay, but how do you do at the moment? Because yeah. that's important too. I agree. I think, and I've always said it, that communication is such an important key to here, to life in general, but in work, something that maybe the other person thinks you know, and you're like, why would I know that? Like, I, you're not in everyone's head. Um, and it's so important because just one small thing is like a snowball yeah. of another thing. So if you're not talking and you don't have, you know, also uh, the the trust with your coworkers about this, that I think a producer, I say just this because I speak with other producers, that it's sort of our mm -hmm. role sometimes. Like it's, you know, like it's sort of, we're not psychologists, but we are the person to be like, hey, like how are things going you know obviously leads as well the director with if you're leading somebody but i agree communication is the most most important things and mostly when you have a mixed media or such like small detail details you cannot lose like michael was saying about the that every day he would repeat what everybody had to do i prefer that than just saying oh yeah everybody knows like no sometimes you, they don't know yeah you know what's important is to deliver the feedback in a way that the people still want to work on that afterwards yeah and that's the key uh through the whole process because you have to keep people motivated and even though something is really uh it's not going well you have to filter it in a way that it's still gonna be fine and they have to believe it I like that as well. Yes, because lots of times someone is very blunt and it's like, no, <laughs> the person's have feelings, like you said. Like, oh, what is this? This is ugly. No, like, tell me what I can do to make it better. Not that it's ugly. Like, that's not exactly. a feeling. <laughs> yeah. People spend a lot of time doing something and really no one's goal is to present something ugly. So, like, no, it's, it's not a comment. <laughs> yeah. It's constructive, yeah. Thanks for sticking with us. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast for more insightful conversations on creative production and check the links in the description to learn more about Michal, Camila, Phantom Liberty, and Juice. Talk to you again soon.